Hi, I'm Rafael Esarn, and you're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. We are back for another episode this week, and we have got a lot to talk about this episode. And we've only got an hour to record it, so we're going to be going pretty fast here. So, uh, first of all, Connor, instant reactions. What did you think of the race at Daytona this past weekend? Well, as you guys know, after this multiple times, I think this is one of the best decisions NASCAR's made regarding the schedule, and uh, it didn't disappoint. You had guys running up there that if they won, they're in, and then you had that bubble battle between the two teammates of RCR, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon. Thought it was a great race. Uh, you got the big ones. You got the crashes. Um, don't like the winner, but it is what it is. It was a great race under the lights. It was fun to watch. You know, I think I'll agree with you. It was it was a fantastic race. Um, you know, I think this brings a lot of eyes. I mean, I think I saw today that the ratings were up from last year for this race. So, um, and they got a ton of viewers, a lot more than they typically get on an average week. So um, this is way better than it, than at Richmond or Indianapolis or anything like that. I think this is a great decision. And yeah, the winner wasn't what we were expecting, what we wanted probably, but to be honest, it's good that the guy who finished second didn't win that thing because that would have just been chaotic um, post-race. Yeah, yeah. And before we go to the top 10, I want to mention the NL, NFL preseason needs to get off the TV schedule when you have big races on like this. Exactly. We had, we were, so we're Southern Pennsylvania and we had to watch, I forget what it's like Baltimore and some other team. Um, Connor, it was, yeah. So my favorite team, Washington football team, I was mad that they were on TV because I come home from a family reunion. I'm already, I've already missed like the first 45 minutes of the race. I turn it on, and it's the Washington football team getting blown out by the Ravens. I was so mad. Um, and, but and, 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 like, it switched over at 9 o'clock, but you got to see the end. But, like, this is a big race. You're going to see the whole thing. Who cares about some third-week preseason when all the backups are playing? No one, there's no one fun to watch. But we'll say that for another podcast. Let's get into the top 10 here. Coming home 10th, and you're going to hear some names in here that you haven't heard all year. Josh Balecki comes home 10th. Yes, you heard me right. Josh Balecki was finished 11th, but Chris Buescher um, failed post-race. So he, Chris Buescher finished second, but he went to the back. Can I say um, something about that quick? Um, about the Buescher disqualification. I was listening to Door Bumper Clear just before I came on. When I was doing some yard work. Um, they check uh, the track bar mount. That's what was illegal for him, the track bar set up um and that's what got him disqualified they checked that before the race and he passed before the race so and hats off i mean just from an engineering standpoint hats off to the rush runway racing engineers because they figured out something that lowered the track bar during the race giving busher more speed and you could see it he had a really fast race car not that it matters as much at daytona but he was able to get up front in a hurry whenever he fell back so, um, yeah, apparently they did something to the track bar that made it become illegal during the race, and that's what got him disqualified. Yeah, so Josh Bluggy comes from 10th. There's another big name. Oh, not big name. Weird name coming up 9th. Who is that, Ethan? It's BJ McLeod, and I want to talk about both of these for a second. First of all, BJ McLeod gets a lot of – I have a lot of respect for him. He just keeps grinding. Um wherever he goes and it's his first career top 10 in any three of the national top national series for nascar it's first career top 10 ever which is just amazing and he's quoted as saying post-race it may not look like it but a top 10 is like a win for us smaller teams or something like that i don't think i quoted him word for word there but and as for balicki as kind of funny because it feels like rick ware like three sacrifice to get one good finish, you know, because of the three uh, other cars that wrecked out and completely changed the complexity of the race. But that's a story for another time. 
Yes, and then coming back to the finale names now, Chase Elliott comes up eighth. Um, it was just pretty much whoever could get through those wrecks would get a top 10 pretty much. And um, Chase Elliott was one of those guys. Yes, uh, I think Chase Elliott, I think Connor will agree with me on this. Chase Elliott gets the worst block of the night award. I mean, it, it was Matt DiBenedetto had a big run, faked a low, what, tried to go up high. And Chase Elliott's all over the place, and he was he was it wasn't a block; it was him wrecking the whole field. But I'm surprised he got home, got a top ten with that because all these cars had damage, and it was pretty much who who had the least amount of damage to get their car moving forward. So, yeah, Matty D finished 25th, a lap down, uh, but he had a real shot at the win there too. He was running pretty well. Um, coming. In seventh, Alex Bowman, who I had no idea even finished in the top 10 until I pulled this up just now, right before we started recording. So, I mean, he also managed to survive. And um, impressive run for him. Got, the, got a bit of momentum heading into the playoffs because he's been he's been struggling a little bit, Connor. I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah, but um, last year at this race, he finished seventh, and he ended up going on a massive run. And he was struggling before this race, so maybe this is – could be the same exact thing. Yeah, Alex Bowman was in, involved in that last lap crash and was pretty much through it until he got clipped in the rear end and um, spun into the wall, but was able to just kind of crawl his car across the line for a top uh, top 10 finish, which is uh, good for that team. Coming in six, Justin Haley. He's won here before, has won here before in the Cup Series, but, um, I mean, you're going to hear all sorts of names on this list. Justin Haley is a great road course racer. He won the uh, – same day, actually, because the, the rain uh, canceled the Xfinity Series on Saturday night, I mean, on Friday night. Um, but he won the Xfinity Series, and he gets a almost a top five in the Cup Series. I would say that's a very successful weekend for Justin Haley. And coming in fifth, I think the most impressive run of the night, Tyler Reddick gets into the second-to-last crash that set up the overtime finish, the one that caused the red flag. He gets hit, and all of a sudden, he starts billowing smoke. He immediately comes to pit road, and somehow that team manages to fix it. They knock the oil cooler out, but they're able to bypass it, and they had a few enough laps remaining that they were able to make it, and somehow they get that car running again when typically a, a damage like that is typically a death knell for, for, um, for any team. And so he manages to get a top five pretty much – Seal, I mean, by by staying in the race, he pretty much made his teammate Austin Dillon have to win if he wanted to get into the playoffs, and uh, manages to to run well enough, not only run well enough, but avoid the last wreck to uh, snag a top five finish. Yeah, and that's the thing with Daytona. You just want to see you got to try everything. When your car's wrecked, you need to try to find just a way to stay on that track and make minimum speed, and that's what that team did. Both of our CR cars had trouble. Austin Dillon had some trouble with electric issues. I ended up having to switch batteries and stuff like that. So our CR was in a little bit of trouble, but one of them car, one of the cars is in the playoffs, which they were hoping to go um, have going into the weekend. But I think both cars should really be in the playoffs. But coming home fourth, another not uh, name you haven't heard much this year. Ryan Priest in 37 car has had a pretty much a breakout year. Could possibly kind of be saving his career here. Last year he really struggled. And this year, he's, he's done very decent in the equipment that he has. So, um, great run for that 37 team and for Ryan Priest this year. Career highs in top 10s, top 5s, and um, average finish. So, yeah, very good season for him. Which, speaking of which, um, speaking of Ryan Priest, I don't know if you saw this, but some news dropped this afternoon. Brad Doherty, co-owner of JTG Doherty Racing has confirmed that they will not pursue a second charter next season and they will go back to being a one-car team. I would assume that means Stenhouse will remain in the 47 and Ryan Priest needs to look for a ride elsewhere. So he's having a career year and he's probably going to lose it. I think he'll definitely find a ride though. Yes, I would say um, he goes to Colleague in the Xfinity Series takes over for Haley. That would be my guess. Um, but yeah, so it, it stinks for him, but he did have a very strong run. And uh, yeah, it's 
it's nice to see guys like that running up and, and getting good finishes because it helps those teams out a lot. Coming in third, we have Ryan Newman. He also avoids all the wrecks. He did lead a couple laps, but um, pretty decent, good finish for him. I mean, he hung back for the whole race and then searched forward to manage to get a, a very solid run for him and that Roush team. And so, you know, it's a plate race. You, you don't know. It's not too much of a, an indicator of success or, or for the team. It's just kind of a luck thing. And I think that's what this is for Ryan, but some good momentum for him. And hopefully he has a strong end to the season. Yeah, Connor's second is a 23-car Bubba Wallace, and he just misses the playoffs. But there was some big news that happened this weekend. We would uh, kind of have its own segment for it, but this is a three-segment show, and we have in our playoff predictions in the second segment, which we need to get out there this week. So we're going to kind of throw this in right now. It's not really a shocker, but it is some pretty big news. 23, X1, going to have a second driver, which we all knew was probably going to happen. And that second driver is Kurt Busch. Not really a shocker here, but it's a piece of news that we definitely need to bring to you guys since we won't have its own segment. So kind of throw it in there. Um, so point uh, is going to be a two-card two card team, and I th- wouldn't be surprised if both cars make the playoffs. And um, I think they'll figure things out this offseason because it started off really, really slow. But, kind of, but second place for Bubba Wallace and um, just barely misses out on a, on a playoff spot. Yeah, but if there's anything worse than finishing third in a must-win race, it's finishing second because he's so close to getting that first career win. But, uh, yeah, he managed to sneak through the big wreck. And finishing in first for the second week in a row, Ryan Blaney gets his third win of the year. First time he's gone back-to-back in his career and continues to expand his career high and wins up to three now as he had only one one win in each of his previous four seasons. So he grabs the win, a lot of momentum, and by winning and with the playoff points he received, he is now the second seed in the playoffs. He jumps over Denny Hamlin in terms of playoff points. He's second only to Kyle Larson. Thoughts, Connor? Um, Yeah, it's going to carry some momentum, and if this is the year he wants to uh, go deep in the playoffs, it has to be. Uh, Had a really disappointing year last year out in the first round, which no one saw it coming. And I think this year he's gonna he's gonna have a series run, especially with his momentum. And speaking of Denny Hamlin, yes, Denny Hamlin did not win the regular season championship. Kyle Larson did, and uh, Kyle Larson was not letting Hamlin get any ground. They were going step for step with Hamlin, and uh, I'm just happy Hamlin didn't win because it's gonna be a tough road for Hamlin with only those five playoff points. So um, really don't really wish Ryan Blaney didn't win, but it's racing and that's what happens. Um, Chris Busher actually asked for help on that last restart, uh, see if Ryan Blaney would want to kind of help him push to the lead. And Blaney said, no, nah, I we have to go for the win, which I, I agree. I think if you're – no matter if you're trying to help a car get in the playoffs, I think you have to go for the win because you're in the spot. And it wouldn't even matter anyway because he failed post-race inspection. But Ryan Blaney's going to the playoffs with some really, really good momentum, and um, he could go on a tear. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think uh, – you know, I don't hate Blaney. I think he's – in to- all in all, he's good for the sport because he's a very popular driver. He has a bit more character than, say, Chase Elliott. Um, not quite as dry. Uh, but, you know, we were all looking forward to an exciting winner, and that's not what we got. And that's not what we got. So I guess that's kind of the disappointment there. So, uh, yeah, I think we have some news. We have a lot of news to talk about, actually. So let's get right into that. First of all, and, I, and uh, we were talking about that just a few minutes ago with Kurt Busch moving to 2311. 2311 also accidentally announced that the number is moving forward next year. And, you know, I had one thought when it came out. My literal first thought when I saw that was, well, Lionel's going to have a lot of time to catch up on all their diecast backup right now because there's nobody who's going to be buying them next year because it looks bad. I mean, why? Why do we have to move them? Why? Does like, sponsors need more show? Like, you, you're on the hood and stuff. That's what you mainly look at. I, I don't like it. I wish they just stay the same. I don't know why NASCAR needs to do new things thinking they will help because that will not – does not look good and just not a fan of them. And 
Kurt Busch's number is going to be 45, which I just think is interesting and is just kind of a number. If you think about NASCAR being a 45 number, it feels like it's just a car that's running around the back, but it's not. And of course, Michael Jordan wore that number, but um, yeah, don't like the number change. Don't like it moving up. Not a big fan. It definitely doesn't seem like a fast number. And that's really hard to explain to someone who doesn't follow NASCAR, but it's, it's not a fast number. Um, one thing I would say is that Denny did tweet out later saying that that number placement and size was in no way the final thing. So hopefully it would, that was just kind of a joke and, and whatever. And of course, as soon as that came out, NASCAR officially announced that they were moving the number. I honestly do not mind if they keep it the same size. Like if they just bump it forward some, mm-hmm. keep it the same size, I don't think it'll look that bad. But that size and that placement is awful. And honestly, if I were to if I were NASCAR, what I would say is the teams and the sponsors can pick. Just set a certain size. You have to have the number this size font or however they wanted to measure it. And hopefully the same as we have now. And you can move it wherever you want between the two wheels and let them let them do it. Because some schemes look really good the way they are now, and they don't need any fixing. But some sponsors definitely could get a benefit from having more space between where the number is now and um, where the wheels are, so the, the rear wheels. So I don't like how it looks on Kurt's car. But I think I'm optimistic that they will that it'll look better than you think. Yes, and if you're wondering why we're kind of not going all the over the wrecks, kind of a little crunched on time here, as Ethan mentioned at the beginning of the show, and um, just want to go over some of this really big news that happened throughout the past couple of days. So uh, if you want to go look up, look uh, go look on YouTube. It's all right there. Just you know the big ones as normal. A little bit of other news today. Xfinity news. My favorite driver, Noah Gregson back for another year in junior motorsports in 2022 and he will pretty much do the same thing just another year um josh barry is going to be here so if they were going to kick someone ethan mentioned that xfinity there's no rules they could have as many teams as many cars as they want but if they were going to like kick someone i would think right now since noah's going to be back it's gotta be michael on that yep but who knows he has michael and that also is one of the few drivers that has full season sponsorship. Um, so uh, you never know. That That is quite valuable. And I think if Junior kicks and that out, he will certainly find a ride elsewhere in the Xfinity Series because he brings the pilot money. So, um, yeah, Annette definitely isn't going to blow the doors down, but he's not going to mess up much either. So he's, he's, he's set up for a very long career. One more thing, Connor, before we move on to the next segment. Did you see Formula One must be watching NASCAR and thinking we can mess up better than that? Did you see what happened this past weekend? Ethan, I don't watch any other racing besides NASCAR. I just I don't enjoy it because I've never watched it in my life. So I'm I don't I'm not into that stuff. So I, I saw what you posted on Twitter. I'm just I'm, I don't watch that stuff. I'm Okay, let me explain it for a second. They, the track they were racing at had rain all weekend. They ran their practice. They ran their qualifying. There were some really bad crashes, but Sunday comes, they're going to race. Formula One has rain tires. They have rain tires, and they did have visibility issues, but they wait for like four hours in the rain to start this thing. They let the fans sit all the way through it. And twice they go out on the track and run pace laps. And in Formula One, pace laps technically count as race laps. So after going out and running two pace laps two times and then waiting for another three hours or whatever, they finally decide to call the race and give out points for this. They gave out points for running pace laps. So the guy who qualified on pole gets credit for the win for not running a single full speed lap on Sunday's race. I don't know if NASCAR can top that. I really don't. I think they've got real competition for worst officiating mistake ever. Wow. I never heard of anything like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. We will move on because we're. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. 
You forgot oh. something again. Oh. You forgot it last week, and you caught it in the third and final segment, but we had – you post on Twitter again, and you had people rate the race, and we're going to do this probably every, probably right before the second segment, very last thing in the first segment. We'll probably do this right here at this point of the show every week. And so this week we had all one to five stars. We had a total of eight – nine votes because – we only could put four stars. So one person voted one star because he just didn't really like the package and stuff like that. And then we had 24% vote two stars, 13% vote three stars, 38% vote four, and 25% vote five. So four was four stars was the winner. Um, if I had to give it, I'm giving it a four as well. I think it was a great race uh, for Super Speedway, the desperation stuff. I just, I won't give it that. I will, will not give it the fifth star just because it wasn't a shock winner like we all thought it would be. And, uh, of course, we have you comment if you think it was worse than uh, one star or worse. And so we had uh, someone commented that we have a negative 10. And his explanation was garbage package and a total breakfast, and that's not racing. And it ended under caution. So, I mean, there's it's definitely a polarizing race. I couldn't tell a difference in the package, except that the runs weren't quite as crazy. But honestly, it did not look that much different. And it resulted in the same kind of kind of race. Although I think Harvick getting turned around on the last lap in that wreck, I think he would have flipped under the old package. Yes, and I just want to I want to shout this guy out because he's been retweeting every single of our tweets he's liked every single tweet he's shown so much support and kind of haven't given him his recognition his his name is joe isaacs his at is isaac j63 so go drop him a follow on twitter he's retweeted pretty much all of our tweets and liked everything been commenting being really super active so we appreciate the support and uh thanks for go follow us on twitter because we have another giveaway coming soon at the end of the season so stick around for that still have to figure a couple of details out on that but uh, make sure you follow us. We will be announcing if we do a giveaway, it will be on over there. So with that being said, follow us on Twitter and we'll move on to the second segment, which I'm really excited for because it's our 2021 NASCAR playoff predictions. That's coming up next on the Quit Bit Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quip It Podcast. You made it to the second segment on this week's show. This is one of my favorite segments we do on a yearly basis. It's our 2021 playoff predictions. We'll go through all the rounds. We'll give who we think will be the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion. So stick around. Watch the whole entire thing. It's be, I can't wait to do this. And um, before we begin, we're going to go over all the all the drivers that are in it. But we, we did our little thing, and we thought – we kind of predicted who the playoff drivers would be at the very beginning of the year. And Ethan won that. He only got – he missed two drivers. They were Dylan and Matt Benedetto, and I missed three. Mine were Dylan, Matt Benedetto, and Michael McDowell. No, no, you – no, sorry. I, I explained it wrong before the segment. So, Connor incorrectly picked Austin Dillon, Matt Benedetto, and Chase Briscoe to make it. Um, neither, none of them made it. And I just incorrectly picked Dylan and Maddie D. I did not have Briscoe in. However, um, just to give each other some credit, Connor correctly picked Almirola to make it. And I correctly picked McDowell to make it. So, uh, that is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I beat him by one point. I got 14 out of 16. He got 13 out of 16, but still, uh, very good from both of us. I wish I could say the same for my race picks. Yeah, he's a big offer right now. But we'll, we'll quickly go through the drivers that are in the playoffs. It's Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Joey Logano, Brad Kislowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, Eric Camarola, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick. And that is the seeding rankings in terms of playoff points. So Larson has 52 playoff points. Um, and he has a 28-point gap on Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex, who are tied for second with uh, 24 playoff points, all the way down to Kevin Harvick, who has the least playoff points in the field with just two, just two. 
So he's basically a whole – he is a whole race behind Kyle Larson in these playoffs, which is just crazy considering where both drivers were at this time last year. Yeah, so we'll start with the round of 16. The round of 16 will start in Darlington Raceway. This is that. This is this upcoming weekend. It will then go to Richmond Raceway and then over to Bristol. All night races, so um, all on NBCSN. So – well, first, we'll kind of go one by one. Ethan will give you who he thinks from eliminated. I'll give you one, and we'll go and we'll eliminate four drivers to start with, and then we'll move on to the round of 12. So, Ethan, who's one driver that's not going to make it past the round of 16? Michael McDowell, and I think that's the most – that's the easiest pick to make here because none of these are tracks that he'd have any kind of chance at, honestly. I mean, maybe Bristol, but, like, given that the other two are very much – speed and aero tracks not short track i mean richmond is technically a short track but i don't consider it a short track wait richmond yeah richmond's in the round of 16 right yes you did just say it okay um feel i for some reason i thought it was vegas um instead but yeah i think i mean compared to the all the other equipment and i definitely think he's talented i just don't see him making it in unless something crazy happens like a couple of drivers all crash out so yeah mcdowell yeah i'm gonna go with Michael mcdowell too ethan just said everything so that's kind of a no-brainer all right my second driver that i think is gonna be eliminated it's eric gamarola he got that one win at new hampshire um brought a fast race car every other race this year i mean every other race besides that one race he's been awful and i just don't think he's gonna do well at these three racetracks and i think he's gonna be around a 16 exit and just sort of as a whole has not been good this year. And maybe they can go back next year. Just hasn't been good all year, except for one, one race. So Eric Amarola is my second driver to be eliminated in the round of 16. Yes. Uh, for me, I am going to actually, I'm going to agree with you and take Amarola. So uh, for my third driver, I'm going to, this is my shocker for this. I'm going to go with Brad Kozlowski. He has not had the speed lately. That team, is, they, everyone knows his spotter, his crew chief, his, uh, his, his car number. He is leaving. And so I think even though they're not going to sabotage his cars, he definitely isn't getting the best stuff here. And I think, you know, just looking at the tracks, it's, it's not anywhere that he is spectacularly good at either. And so I think that Brad is this year's shock elimination i can see that i can see that but i'm gonna go with tyler reddick i just think tyler reddick uh he's been good but he doesn't have any playoff points to back him up and i say if he has like one bad race and two mm, okay races don't think it's gonna be enough to get to the round of round of 12 and i think tyler reddick's also gonna be also gonna be a round he can rip that high line at darlington but i just i just don't think if just one bad race could really throw him off here with not really any playoff points so tyler reddick is my second player uh third driver out here and hopefully they just come back better next year and get some more playoff points to help them in the playoffs next year i am going to go i'm i think reddick's making it at least into the second round um and so i am not going to take reddick i'm gonna go with christopher bell and i think you know he's just been so inconsistent this year and i think honestly i feel like reddick has been more consistent and on a much better run lately Christopher Bell and so that's why I'm going to go with him just because you know he has it seems that he has the speed to win races and Christopher Bell has not and and that's the only reason I'm taking Bell over Reddick in terms of guys guys getting knocked out because it it just feels like Reddick I can visualize a Reddick win at Darlington or Bristol and I cannot with Christopher Bell. I was going to go with Christopher Bell, too, as my fourth driver out here. I just – hasn't it's been okay. That's that one win at Daytona Road Course on, like, the second week of the season. But other than that, he's just been, like, a mad driver, and I just don't think he's going to get out of this first round. Um, Twine Car has been a little disappointed the past couple of years, but, um, yeah, I think Christopher Bell is going to be a first-round exit. All right, we will move on to our second round. And, uh, Connor, do you want to go first for this one? Yeah, one quickly mention round at 12 is Las Vegas, Motor Speedway, Talladega, and then Charlotte Robo. So a big super speedway road course and then um, uh, pretty much, I guess you can say, a normal racetrack. So my first driver out here, 
is Brad Kozlowski. I think Brad Kozlowski is not going to do well this year. I, I agree. I didn't see that as a total shocker in being on the first round, but I just think he's going to be able to just kind of being his veteran, um, being here before. I think he's going to be able to get to the round of 12. I just stopped being good at Super Speedway. This is a late, not a really good road course racer. I think this is where this, his season ends um, in the round of 12 for Brad Kozlowski. I, Connor, it is time. I have Alex Bowman. And I will give you your chance to protest, and I'm ready to be wrong, but I have a gut feeling he just has not been consistent enough this year. And, you know, it is really hard, as this playoff format has shown, to pull off, to repeat a very good playoff run. Last year, Bowman got the second most points in the playoffs, second only to teammate Chase Elliott. He was on a tear last season. And it's just going to be really hard to replicate that. And so I'm going to have him missing, especially with the round, second round, the round of 12, having a couple wild card tracks where he hasn't necessarily shown success at in Talladega. I mean, Talladega is Talladega, and he hasn't been the greatest at the road courses. So I'm going to have to have him leaving here, Connor. All right, here comes the ramp. Ethan, you're going to go a couple podcasts back. I don't know which one it is. We're going to put the ins- you're going to put a clip here making you extra work since you said this, and you said, I think Bowman's going to have a really deep playoff run. You said it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Forget exactly which one. She's going to drop that clip right now. All right, there it is. So that's – I, I what – like, all right, if you say this is kind of a big round, all right, Bowman keeps defenders on during super speedway races. He's always around at the end. Yes, he doesn't get to win, but he doesn't completely tear up his car. If he tears up his car, it's still not like – Flipped over, bent up metal. It's still raceable. Las Vegas, he's been oh, he could be okay yet. That's like a Hendrick Motorsports just having power. And then the road, like Charlotte, he's a t- like around a 10, 12th place car, and he has fifteen state, fifteen playoff points. And playoff points are huge in the playoffs, and they can get you through the next round, even if you have a like an okay race. So I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, you're, you're gonna regret that decision, and you're gonna apology like you did last year at the very end of this. Because he's going to go all the way. All right. My second driver is going to be Kurt Busch. He has one win at Atlanta, but he's just I, – I think this is where it ends for him. He won. Um, he won in the playoffs last year. I just think this is where the road ends for Kurt Busch and that team. And um, I, I, there's nothing much to say. He's been a good veteran. I think he gets to the first round, but I think this is where it ends for that number one team and Kurt Busch. My next pick is Kevin Harvick. They just have not had the speed. And, you know, it's kind of the, it's like they don't have the playoff points to make up a bad finish at the Roval or at Talladega. They just don't. They're in such a deep hole. Even the guys like, like, um, you know, I think William Byron, I don't have him going out here, but I think he's definitely um, going to be on the bubble for the round of 12. I think he'll sneak into the round of eight, but I don't think uh, he'll uh, comfortably sneak in. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing where he's he's behind on the playoff points. He's behind on everything in the car, the equipment, everything that like that. So I have Harvick being the first, second driver out for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick too. Ethan just pretty much said everything. And yeah, I just don't think he has a playoff points to help him out. And he's going to be a second round exit. All right, my third driver. Give me Joe Logano. Oh, uh, Connor, Connor, this is your fourth driver then because you just agreed with, with Harvick. Oh, yeah, 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 my fourth driver. My fourth driver is Joe Logano. Uh, just has one win, one win at Bristol Dirt, which I actually picked, but just hasn't been good this year. He's like, it just, I, since NCS said this a couple times, since since he said it well, he's been more disappointed than he has been good. And I just think one bad race here could throw it all off with only one win. So I think this is the road ends for two Penske drivers in the two car, 22 car. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, just, he doesn't have the points to help him out. I think, I think it's going to be a tough, tough hill up. And I would have picked Hamlin, but I think he's just being a veteran. He's going to be able to sneak in without the playoff points to back him up. He's just been so good. I think he's going to be able to give him a win at Talladega for who knows what. So I think uh, Hamlin will sneak in to round of eight, but Hamlin and Will and Byron, I both agree, will be on that playoff bubble. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Joe Logano. I am going to uh, – I'm going to go with Reddick here for my third. For – I mean, 
there here is he doesn't have the playoff points in the second round and he won't have the uh tracks that he's good at he's basically at the luck of talladega and in the roval so that's why i'm going with reddick being out here a good strong run for that team but ultimately they do not get any farther than the round of 12 and you know i'm having a really hard time picking um Picking my fourth driver here, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Logano and thinking about Kurt Busch, who I haven't knocked out yet. But you know, looking at this here, I think Logano is a better road course driver and a better super speedway racer. And so, I think I'm gonna keep Logano in and also, like uh, Connor did, knock out Kurt Busch. So Kurt Busch is my fourth and final driver eliminated in the round of 12. Yeah, so we'll move on to the round of eight, which is going to be Texas, Kansas, and Martinsville. Um, so we'll get right into it. My first one eliminated will have to be uh, – You almost said Byron there. You almost did, and then you caught yourself. I'm going to have to go with Denny Hamlin. Just because he doesn't have the playoff points to back him up, and I just I just don't think he'll be able to get it done without the playoff points to help him out. Um, it's good for where he was at to get to the round of eight. I just think this is where he uh, he doesn't make it through. My first my one of my first ones out is going to be Joey Logano. I think this is as far as he makes it, and uh, yeah, doesn't quite have the speed or the points to reach into the fourth round. Let's All right. See. My second pick, and this is going to be kind of a shocker here for what the races are. I'm going to go with Martin Trucks Jr. I think he gets the round of eight, but I think like last year, he doesn't get any farther. I just, I just, I just don't think he, he can get really much farther. He has three wins. I just, I just don't, I don't think he he will be able to get. I I just I just have a gut feeling. It's hard to explain. I just have a gut feeling he won't be passed. He'll be in a spot at Martinsville where he has to win, and I don't think he's going to win that race. So Martin Truex Jr. is going to be my kind of my shocker pick, and I think he's going to be out um, in the round of eight. Um, Connor, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Martin Truex Jr. is one of my final four drivers. Um, because all three of his wins so far this year have come at tracks that are in the playoffs. He has set up. The Toyotas are fast. He has set up and locked and loaded to make a deep run. I think he's going to get multiple wins in the playoffs, and he'll become the second threat to Kyle Larson. But with that being said, uh, my next driver eliminated will be William Byron. I think he makes it this far. He's a very strong season and he continues it with a deep playoff run, but I think that's where he stops. And uh, yeah, Byron out of the playoffs in the round of eight, just because it, that's it, it's crunch time and he hasn't been there before. And so the veterans take over. Yes. And I, I believe William Byron's also going to be out. Uh, the one we won't get him far and uh, it's playoffs. He's not a veteran yet. And, does that experience? I think William Byron's going to be um, a round of eight exit. My third pick to, to exit will be we're going to go with Denny Hamlin here. I think, like you said, Connor, I think he doesn't have the playoff points and his luck kind of runs out here. Still without a win. I think he goes the whole season without a win. Interesting. All right. Alex Bowman's making the round of four. Chase Elliott's out. No bias. Oh, my word. All. No bias. There's no bias. No bias. Chase Elliott's out. Um, he's not going to win at Martinsville, and he's not going to win at Kansas, and he's not going at Texas. And Bowman's going to either win at Texas or Kansas, I'm calling it. Bowman's going to the round of four. Chase Elliott out. Shocker, I'm not biased. Not biased. Don't call me biased. I'm just telling you the truth and what I think. I think uh, Bowman's been here before. He's going to get through, and he's going to round of four. That is an ice-cold take. I will give you that. That is not – I can hey. visualize – okay. I can listen, see. listen, listen, listen. When I hold Bowman, I tell him 
when I say he's going to get uh, like to a to a round of four. Last year I told see he was going to make it to the round of eight. I didn't think he was going to make it to the round of eight. I thought he was going to make it to the round of twelve. But I said round of eight and he made it there. So now I'm saying round of four and I believe it. Maybe, but going <laughs> the round of four and it's going to be fun to watch. Bowman in the round of four. Chase Elliott's out. That's gone up on the Twitter. I believe Bowman's going to make it to the round of eight. Maybe. Around the four. <laughs> um, you know, I... Ethan's going to put... Ethan's going to take that clip and put it at the beginning of the podcast. I can't wait for it. No, we're having... We had... I'm going to put Brendan gone at the front. And I and I managed to get the one where he, he messed up. I'm going to use that one because that one's just so much funnier. Um, anyway, uh, my last driver eliminated is going to be Kyle Busch. I think he's been very strong this year. Actually, hold on. Hold on. No, I'm going to change course. I'm going to go with Truex, actually. I think... Uh, what? Yeah. That's an ice-cold take. You never... Here's my one of my round of four uh, drivers. That's what Ethan said a couple minutes ago. His, I must have changed his mind. I did because I realized that um, I, I, I think one Toyota is making it in. We're going to have two Chevys, a Ford, and a Toyota. Uh, Blaney is my Ford, um, and Larson and Elliot are my Chevys. And I realized I think Kyle has been better than Truex this year, even though Truex has more wins. So I, I thought it over for a second. I was like, I can't kick Kyle Busch out. And I also can't have, I don't think both of them are making it. So I'm switching Kyle Busch for Martin Truex Jr. So Truex is my last driver out. All right, let's move on around to four. My round of four is Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, and Alex Bowman. Ethan, what is your round of four? Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Busch. All right. So the round of four is at Phoenix. Ethan. Who is your 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion? Um, it's going to be the same as last year. The best car will not win. And so for that, I'm going to go with, uh, with an equally as controversial as last year. I just have a feeling in my gut it's going to be Ryan Blaney stealing the championship from Kyle Larson. Almost identical to what Elliott did last year. He's going to end up having five wins, a good season, but definitely not championship worthy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm taking Kyle Larson. Alex Bowman's going to come home second, though. Okay. So I, got, I got Kyle Larson. I, I don't know what you've seen Ryan Blaney. I think he's on a run, but I don't think he's a championship favorite. Uh, I don't agree with that take, but yeah, I've Kyle Larson. He's just been the best car all year, and he's gonna win. He's not gonna be the same as last year. Kyle Larson wins. Out, out. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a one-two finish for HMS. It's gonna be Kyle Larson first. Uh, Alex Bowman second. So then the following year, he's gonna Alex Bowman won the championship. Don't just watch. But anyway, yeah. Now listen, Han, Hans. I almost called, I called you my brother. Wow. Um, last year. I picked I picked uh, Bowman to reach the, to get out in the round of sixteen. He made it to the round of eight this year, and you picked him to make the round of eight, and he made it this year. I'm picking Bowman to get out in the round of twelve, and you're picking him to make the round of four. So I mean, if it happens again, we have some. Uh, we, we, Alex Bowman has to come and thank us, I think. I think that's how, how it's going to have to work. Yeah, he's going to have to come on the show for an interview. I just think there's no other way around it. Yep. The fates will have decided. All right, coming up next for the third and final segment, we will preview the first race of the playoffs at Darlington Raceway, the Southern 500. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined by Connor. As always, we are in a, our third and final segment. Segment. Hope you enjoyed our playoff preview and prediction in the last segment. And as always, please go back and listen to our last two episodes as we interviewed Alan Bestwick two weeks ago and Brendan Gone last week. They were both fantastic interviews. 
We were so excited to get to talk to those guys. We learned so much and, and they were truly a joy to, to get to conduct. And we hope you will go and listen to them if you haven't already. So with that being said, we have Darlington this week, Lady in Black, too tough to tame first race of the playoffs. It's a night race, which we know uh, Connor especially loves those night races. We got um, three night races in a row. Four. Because Daytona. Oh, yeah, true. Four. Never mind. Four. Actually, I think it's five because Vegas is uh, a night race as well. I don't know, but I love night races. I've told you that too many times. But Okay. If there's one thing I want to see on the schedule next year, I want to see the Roval under the lights because they can do it. Yes. All right. Track and vote. Darlington, 367 laps, 501.3 miles. Catch it on NBCSN. And track info, it is paved. It is 19. Whoa, it's paved, Connor. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Waiting for that one. Built in 1950. NASCAR screwing up their track types. It's called a super speedway, which it's not. Uh, 1.37 miles. Caution speed will be 50 miles per hour. Under the lights, 6 o'clock. NBCSN. To be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and it's egg shaped because of the fishing pond. Yes. Um, and you know, one thing that will be interesting to watch is that they quietly repaved turn two a couple weeks ago. They just repaved it, and so it'll be interesting to see how that affects the grip. Because Darlington is probably the best tire eater on the track. Um, they should their ma- their mascot should be Miles the Monster. It eats all the tires. Mm, it's okay. a tire monster. You, you got you got mixed. You thought too tough to tame was Dover last year. I know, I did. Yeah. I don't know what your what your thing is with uh Darlington with and Dover. Yeah. All right, so we'll get into some previous race winners. Last year, the race was won by Kevin Harvick. Actually, um, three races were run last year at Darlington. Two were run by Kevin Harvick, and then the other was won by Denny Hamlin, correct? Yes. Denny, right? Um, Some other previous winners on this track, as we said, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. won here in the spring. He also won back in 2016. Kyle Busch has a win here. Um, Let's see. There's a lot of retired drivers on this list. I think the only active drivers who have won here besides Hamlin, Truex, and Harvick are Brad Keselowski and Eric Jones, who I don't think Eric Jones will be much of a threat on Sunday. So uh, I think you can cross him off the list. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Gordon had quite a streak um, back in the late 90s looking at this list. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting to see. Yeah, and I think you're going to put all your regulars in its playoffs. You can't bring fast race cars. Not a throwback weekend this weekend. Uh, did that earlier this season, so it's going to be a normal race. And um been pretty fun to watch. Uh, it's just pick your regulars, throw them in. Fancy reset this week, so use all your guys that you think win. I would say uh, if you want to get Tyler Reddick, you can, but I'm, I'm, I'm picking top-end guys in the playoffs at this point. So um, those are kind of what we should what you would look for in fantasy, and I just can't wait to can't wait to watch it under the lights this Sunday. What's one underdog winner you would watch out for? Oh, they clarify Tyler Reddick as an underdog. I'm going Tyler Reddick. I don't clarify any playoff driver now as an underdog. Okay. Um, I'll go Austin Dillon. Yeah. Finished second here last year. Granted, it was because Turex and Elliott got into each other, but still, he was running top five all night. Had a lot of speed. And, uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that. One guy that I would look at would be Ross Chastain. I think he had a quite strong run here back in the spring. And he's been really fast lately. So I think I would take a look at Ross Chastain if you want to maybe throw him in your garage or something in case one of your regulars gets wrecked out. So, Connor, last week I came the closest I have all season to getting one right. I picked Bubba Wallace and he finished second. Almost got uh, that first no, point. No, no, it's not your closest. Kyle Larson was one turn away. You're right. Don't remind me. Don't <laughs> remind me. That was awful. But you know what I mean. I mean, you could argue the same for Bubba. I mean, he he was 
probably if that thing stays green, he has a shot at winning that thing, sneaking through the wreck. But, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, Larson was close, but tied closest of the season in terms of finish position, finish second. And you picked Matty D, who was looking good. Both Lar- or Larson, Wallace and Matty, Matty D both were looking good right at the end, but uh, De Benedetto got blocked by Elliott, a very bad block, and that kind of ruined his race. So we'll start with series pick. Who is series pick for this week? Chase Briscoe. That's not awful. I mean, he won here last year in Xfinity. And who is your pick? We'll, we'll start with you. You pick first for this race. I'm going with Kevin Harvick. I think it's be the first one of the season. Um, it's kind of how I believe he gets into the second round, and I just, I just, I don't know, experience kind of helps here. Um, and that's why I think it's either it's gonna be uh, Kamara against first win of the season. I'm gonna have to disagree with you, he ain't winning, they don't have the speed unless he wins at like Talladega or Martinsville, unless he wins at a short track or Talladega, he's not gonna win. Those are the only tracks he can get a win at. He can't get one at a speed track like this. My pick will be Kyle Larson. He was right there with Martin Truex Jr. in the spring, and I think this is where that team gets back on track. Plus, if Connor doesn't pick Larson, I'm taking Larson because he is easily the the odds-on favorite for pretty much any race we go to this season. Ethan's so far behind, he ain't catching up. I'm five behind, correct? Yeah. I'm not catching up. You had a really good summer. You picked you picked four of eight in the summer. Four of eight. You picked half the races in the summer from in the span from Coda, I guess, which was late May to Road America, um, which was fourth of July. Fifty percent. That's crazy. That's that's I don't. I'm going to call it luck, though. I don't think that's skill. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's all skill. That's all skill. Let's not get that wrong. I'm going to need to pick half of these races. Half of the races in the playoffs to manage to just tie. If I do that, I think I deserve the money. But now no, that McDowell, money. McDowell has officially made the playoffs, so Connor officially owes me 10 bucks now for from that bet at the start of the season. And he also owes me 5 from from Coda. And nothing else. That's it. That's it. Plus, yeah, plus shipping for something, but that's different. All right. Um, unless you have anything else to say about Darlington, I think we can close this one out. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go into the Twitter question I posted a couple uh, day or two ago. So when you guys listen to this on Thursday, a couple days ago, only thing is going to win the championship. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Share with your friends and family. Now we'll see you next week to recap the first playoff race in the 2021 season. See you guys next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening.